So what are you living for? What is it that you're living for this morning? Now, I'm glad you guys are here today. It's, it's, it's great to see each and every one of you here today. And I'm excited to share with you this important stuff that we're going to be talking about today. And if, if you're visiting with us today, I just kind of want to let you know up front that today's going to be a little different than most Sundays because... so. Come back next Sunday and give us another chance if you're visiting with us today. If you want to hear what our lessons are normally like, you can go online, and we've got some posted there online. You can listen to them online too. But today we're going to do something a little differently because it's important for us today just to do a little bit of housekeeping and talk about the Freedom Ridge mission, talk about our vision and our purpose for the future, why we're here, what we're going to do the people that we are here for. So if you want to get a clear picture of who we are, then you picked a great day to come. It's a good day to be here. Now, it's important for me to state right up front that we are a church that teaches from the Bible, and we believe that it is useful for us in everyday life. That's who we are. That's what we believe. Second Timothy chapter 3 Starting at verse 16, it says this. It says, Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. Now, I have lived this verse. I know this first to be true because I have lived it and I have heard stories from too many people who have lived it to not believe this verse. So this verse is very true. So we believe in the Bible, we teach from the Bible, and we also believe that Jesus, He is a Christ, He is the Son of the living God, He died the cruel death of crucifixion on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could live with a connection in a relationship with God. We also believe that it doesn't end there, but that Jesus was raised up on the third day. He's now alive. He's interested in what's going on in our lives. He wants to be involved. He wants to help us out. He wants us to live the life that he has in store for us. John chapter 3 Verse 16, probably a verse that many, many, most people have heard this one. It says, God loved the people of this world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life and never really die. God did not send his son into the world to condemn its people. He sent him to save them. And that right there is the basis of why we are here. We want to share that news with people. That is the reason that we are here. Now, before we get any further, I want us, we're going to have a little object lesson today. So, Steve, if I could get you to go ahead and take your place. I'm going to put Steve on the spot today. You got any bow hunters in here? You got people like bow hunting? All right, you guys need to get together afterwards and talk. Steve's, Steve's big into bow hunting, and he brought his bow and arrow today, and he's going to do a shooting demonstration for us. And there's, there's a point to this. There's a point to this object. But um, usually, Steve said he likes shooting about 100 yards out. And he was wanting to shoot over everybody and kind of come into the target. But I said, no, you know, let's not do that today. So we got it lined up in front. 
Now, he's shooting a little shorter distance than normal. But see, we got a target up here. Is this good? Can you see it? Is it okay if I sit on top of it? (laughs) All right. First of all, let me ask you a question. When you're doing this, what's going, I'm putting him on the spot. I didn't tell him I was going to do this. What's going through your mind? What is it you're focusing on up there? I'm picking out a point. Okay. When I draw back, I just want to, I'm also thinking about anchoring. I have a kisser button on my bow. That's my corner of my mouth, and I just line up my my chin here through a peak sight, and I put that on my my little spot that I pick out, and I just try to maintain that and just follow it through, and just keep focused on it, and just make sure it gets to that point. Okay. All right. Well, have at it, man. Okay. You want a drum roll or something? <laughs> Pretty serious stuff. You hit it. Thank you, man. That's pretty good, isn't it? If that was a deer or a squirrel or rabbit or something, it'd it'd be gone, wouldn't it? That's good. Thanks, Steve. There's a point to this. We have to focus in on something, don't we? In order to hit something, we have to focus. We have to know what we're shooting for. We have to know what we're aiming at. We have to know what the target is. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, kind of explain it a little bit more. But it's important to note when Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth so that people could believe in him, so that people could have faith, he had a mission. He had a mission while he was here on this earth. And he had a vision that showed him how that mission was to be accomplished. He had a plan. He had a plan set out for himself. And not only did Jesus have a mission for his life, but he's got a mission for my life. He's got a mission for your life. He's got a mission for our church. There's a reason for us being here. Now, you can be involved with Freedom Ridge. You can sign up and say, yeah, I want to be involved here. And your involvement here gives you a very exciting way to carry out the mission that God has for you in our community and also around the world. Do you know what our mission is here at Freedom Ridge? you know what our mission is? It's on your program, in front of the program every week. We have it there. We want to keep it in front of people. And what we've done is we've taken the great commandment as the foundation for our mission. Now, let's read what the great commandment is out of Mark chapter 12. And this, all these verses are on your listening guide. If you want to follow along on the listening guide, or they'll be up here on the screen. But let's read the great commandment, and then we'll talk about what our mission is. It says, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized Jesus had answered well, so he asked this question. Of all the commandments, which is most important? And Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and he's the only Lord. And this is where it gets into the great commandment. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
No other commandment is greater than these. So what we've done is we've taken the concept that Jesus talks about here in the great commandment, we've combined it with the great compassion, which is John 3.16 that we just read, and the great commission, which is Jesus' parting words to his followers as he was going back up into heaven when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell everybody you know about me. Baptize them in my name. Disciple them. Teach them. And we've combined all of those into our mission statement. And our mission is this. It's to love God, love people, change the world. And that right there is why we exist as a church. That is why Freedom Ridge is here. Now, before we get into how we will accomplish this mission, I want us to talk about who we are here for. Who are we here for? Now, first and foremost, we are here to make the name of Jesus Christ famous. We're here to make Jesus famous. That's why we're here. If it wasn't for Jesus and it wasn't for what he has done for us, none of us would be here, would we? Freedom Ridge wouldn't be here. So that one's just a given. You know, that's, that's one of those duh things. But you have, to, you have to stay it sometimes. We're here for Jesus and to make the name of Jesus famous. But who else are we here for? Well, I want to look and see what Jesus said. Look and see why Jesus said why he came. And from this verse that we're about to read, we can definitely see who our target is, who we're trying to reach out to, because here at Freedom Ridge, we care about the same things that Jesus cares about. Jesus said this in Luke 19.10. said, For the Son of Man, who is Jesus, says he came to seek and save those who are lost. Now, it's interesting, if you read through the first four books of the New Testament, the, the Gospels there, it's interesting that, to see who Jesus was reaching out to. Because he always reached out to the poor, the lonely, the destitute, you know, the, the low lives, the scumbags, all the misfits. That's who Jesus was reaching out to. His primary target were those people. And he was always a little bit hard, a little bit short, a little bit not really demanding, but just a little more harsh with those who were religious, who acted like they had it all together, who acted like they knew everything. But you can read the stories of Jesus. He healed 10 lepers one time. They needed his help. He stopped and spoke to a woman at the well one day, and she was a Samaritan who now in our culture that doesn't mean a lot, but back then, I mean, she was like the low life. Nobody would talk to her. But Jesus reached out to her. He healed people who were hurting. He healed people who were in need. And you even look at his disciples. When he called his disciples, did he go to the temples and try to get some of the Pharisees to come on? No, he went out. He called fishermen. He called tax collectors. He called some other disciples. We're not sure what occupations they were, but they were blue-collar worker people who needed God. So God was looking at the heart. He was looking at the heart when he called them so he could bring them in and train them. One day when Jesus called Matthew, who was a tax collector, and, you know, that was, that's not good these days. It was especially bad back, <laughs> back in those days, too. But he, he called this tax collector to be one of his followers, and Matthew was excited. 
And so he threw a party at his house. He said, Jesus, come on over to my house. And, and he threw this party. He said, I want to introduce all my friends to you. And he had all of his friends come over with him. The religious teachers of the day, they caught wind of this. And so they said, well, we're going to go over there and we're going to check this out to see if it's true. I mean, how could this be possible? If Jesus is who he claimed he is, then how can he be hanging out with these kind of people? So these Pharisees, these egotistical religious windbags, they went over there to try to check things out, and they said, aha, just as we expected. Mark chapter 2, 16, they said, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why is he eating with them? Why is he hanging out with them? Big cut down, isn't it? Let's look and see what Jesus said in the next verse. His reason for hanging out with him. And we can learn something from this about the people that we're trying to reach here at Freedom Ridge. He says this. Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So our target... The people we are trying to reach here at Freedom Ridge is the unchurched. That is our target. Those people who have been turned off from God, those people who have been turned off from church, those people who have never gone to church before, we exist for those people who are not yet a Jesus follower. Everything that we do and the way that we say things will be in such a way as to appeal to and reach out to the unchurched. Now, people ask me all the time, they say, are you seeker-sensitive? Are you postmodern? Are you emergent? And I just say, we're Freedom Ridge. That's who we are, and we're just trying to do what God wants us to do to reach as many people as possible with the name of Jesus. So our mission here at Freedom Ridge, it's very ideal for us. The truths that we see in that, love God, love people, change the world, they will never change. We will always be doing that. That is our mission. That is why we are here. But what I want to do now is I want to share with you the vision that we have for Freedom Ridge, which is how we will go about accomplishing this mission that we have. Because we desire to be a church that can effectively reach out to the unchurched, the de-churched population of the area, and help them in their spiritual journey on their way to becoming a Jesus follower. So our vision is this. Before I read it, it's on your listening guide, but before, before I read it, I want to let you know, I tried to get it short enough to where it would fit in Twitter. So you can text it out, 140 characters, all right? And it fits. So this explains why it's like this on the screen. This is our vision. So I got proof there. We got two characters left over, so we could add something in there if we wanted to. But it says this. To be an externally focused and practical church 
that hits people where they live using culturally relevant means to fulfill our mission. That's the Twitter version of our vision. Now what I want to do is I want to walk through this and I want to explain it, define it a little further. Okay? So let's look at this. First of all, Freedom Ridge is externally focused. We are externally focused. Now this means a few things. Since our target is the unchurched of the area, we will be doing everything with them in mind. Now, honestly, I've taken some heat for this already. People saying, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you change this? Why don't you do things this way? And I'm like, we're not here for you. We're here for the unchurched. We're here to reach out to them. So everything we do from the format of the service, from the way we set up, the music that we have, the way the lessons are, the wording that we use to describe a lot of things is to reach out to the unchurched, make them feel a little more uncomfortable, a little more comfortable. We don't want them to be uncomfortable, a little more comfortable. And I'll just, I'll just state right up front, I'm going to be mean about this. We're going to stick with this because that is why we are here. And we're going to be mean about this part of the vision. Now, you might think, well, isn't that kind of exclusive? I mean, what about all those who are already Jesus followers? You know, what, what about us? That's me included. Now, I'm a Jesus follower. But I want you to remember Jesus' words. He said, the healthy don't need a doctor. The sick do. He has come to seek and save those who are lost. So we are here to make outsiders insiders. We are here for people who would not normally darken the door of a church because we want them to come in. We want them to come in and to learn and progress in their spiritual journey. That's why we're here. So if you're already a Jesus follower, this might sound kind of mean, but we're not here for you. We need you. We want you to be here. We need you to join in in this vision to help us with this mission but our primary target is those people who don't know Jesus. We want them to, be, to come into the family. Look at how Jesus said this. This is one of the parables he told in Luke 15. He said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls all of his friends and all of his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Our target is that lamb, that lamb that's out there. Our target is the unchurched. We'll also be involved in serving in the community. We're going to be doing this in practical and tangible ways, and a lot of times we'll even partner with existing organizations that are already out there to serve the community. 
And I've said from day one, even before day one, we want to be the type of church that we are so involved and we're helping out, we're making an impact that if we ever disappeared for whatever reason, that people would miss us. That they would realize we were gone and they would miss us. They'd say, where did Freedom Ridge go? No, I miss those people. That's the kind of spirit that we want to have around here. Why? Mark 10, 45 says, for even the Son of Man, meaning Jesus, he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So we will be involved in serving. We will be involved in hitting people right where they live and helping them out. And then we will also encourage micro-missions. Now, I want to explain this a little bit because here at Freedom Ridge, we believe that all partners of Freedom Ridge are missionaries. And every time a partner reaches out and touches the life of someone because of the love of Jesus, they are taking part in a micro-mission. You don't have to wait for an organized church-wide event to go out and do something. You can do it on your own. If you have a neighbor, you see they need some food, give them some food. If they're having some financial difficulties, give them some money. If they're sick, their yard's tall, needs mowed, mow their yard for them. Practical ways you can reach out. And every time you do that, you are taking part in a micro-mission. So we've got all these missionaries out there all during the week, serving, touching people, making an impact in their life. So be involved in micro-missions. Look for ways that you can do that. And we'll also launch new churches. Someday, what you see here, what you see here in Ames at Freedom Ridge, this is just the epicenter of things that are going to be happening. It doesn't stop here. We want to branch out. We, you know, we believe that starting new churches, that's the most effective way in reaching the unchurched, getting them in. So we are going to be very instrumental in either starting a new church or starting a satellite campus someday in Boone, just west of here, Nevada, just east of here, Huxley, just south, Story City, just north of Ames a little bit. Those are all on the, on the radar. And we are even going to go out beyond that as opportunities arise. It doesn't just have to be Story County. It just doesn't have to be Iowa. It doesn't just have to be the USA. We can help start churches anywhere. And we want to be very instrumental in doing that. We want to be a church-planting church. So that's part of our vision. That's part of what it means to be externally focused. Okay? So we are externally focused, and then Freedom Ridge is practical. We are practical. Now I want you to see what the Apostle Paul, what he says. Greatest missionary who ever lived, greatest Christian who ever lived. He's writing to some of his friends back in Corinth, and this is what he said to them. He said, you'll remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you in on God's master stroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First, Jesus and who he is. 
than Jesus and what he did. Jesus crucified. So we're going to be very practical. Our teachings will be Bible-based. They will be useful in present-day life. Now, if, if you know me very well, you know that I'm not a very deep person. <laughs> I'm more of the practical, bare-bones, you know, nuts-and-bolts kind of guy. So this fits in really good with me. We are going to be practical. We're going to try to hit people right where they live with teachings from, from the Word. And we're going to encourage positive life change in people as they progress on their spiritual journey towards Jesus. And when we see that kind of stuff happening, we are going to celebrate positive life change in people. We want to share the good news. We want people to see what's going on. We're not going to point you out. We'll do it with your permission. But we want to celebrate positive life change that is going on in your life. Another thing that we believe here is we believe that our Sunday morning service, this is the main entry point for the unchurched to come in to Freedom Ridge. So what we're going to do is we will approach it with excellence and in such a way that will enable the unchurched to feel accepted, to feel at home, and to not feel awkward. We don't want them to feel out of place but we want them to feel at home. Because we don't want to do something here. There, there may be somebody who gets up and they say, God, this, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm giving you one last chance. And they might come through those doors right over there into Freedom Ridge, giving God one last chance. And I, for one, don't want to be the one that blows that. So I want us to be ready for that kind of stuff and to present our Sunday morning, have it done in such a way that will make them feel accepted so they can progress in their spiritual journey. That's why we're here. So we are practical, and Freedom Ridge is culturally relevant. We're culturally relevant. Now, since our target group, remember who our target group is? You know who they are? Since it's the unchurched, we will present the vintage truths of the Bible in such a way that they can apply, all of us, we can apply these things in an up-to-date context. That is what we want to do because we want to help people on their spiritual journey. Now, I want to tell you, I've, I've been accused of this before, of watering down the message, taking things out of context. We are not going to compromise the teachings of the Bible. We will not do that. I don't believe that culture should change the church. I believe that the church should help influence and shape culture. But what we will do is we will present the Bible in such a way that is, it's easy for people to understand. We're going to draw upon contemporary culture, things that are going on, to make points so they can be better understood. Again, Paul, when he's on one of his missionary journeys, he was... He was teaching some people, and he was, he was in Athens. And he went in there, and he went walking around, and he saw in this temple they had all these idols, all of these gods that were made because the Athenians, they wanted to worship all of these gods. That's, that's how they did it. And there was one there that they had labeled to an unknown god. 
just in case they were missing one. So they wanted to make sure they were covering all their bases. So they said, we're going to worship this unknown God. Now, I want you to see what Paul did here. This is Acts 17, starting at verse 22. He says, he stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus. I'm not even going to pretend like I know how to pronounce that. But he stood up in the meeting place, and he said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at all your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. Now what you worship is something unknown. I am going to proclaim to you. So what Paul was doing is he was using something that they were familiar with. He was using something from their culture, something that they saw, something that they knew about, and he was bringing that in and then using that kind of as a skeleton to build around the teachings of the Bible so he could teach Jesus to them. You look at the life of Jesus, he was always telling stories. I mean, he was a storyteller and a half. He, he told stories all of the time. For instance, he told stories about the lost sheep. We read that one just a moment ago. They understood that. He told the story about the sower, who's a guy who went out with seeds and he would cast the seeds out. Many of those people he was talking to, he, they had done that. They had cast those seeds. Or they knew someone who had done it. So he was bringing their contemporary culture in to make a point to use as an object lesson. So we are going to do that. We're going to be culturally relevant because we want people to understand that way. And so as a result of that, we're going to continually evaluate the way that we do ministry just to make sure that we are working in the most culturally effective way. The primary purpose of Freedom Ridge is to fulfill the commission of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is in, to enable people to become fully devoted followers of Him and to mature them into spiritual maturity. And so what we want to do with that is we want every, without compromising biblical purity, we want every generation of Freedom Ridge to be thinking towards the future. And we want to position ourselves and the way that we do ministry so that we can effectively reach the next two generations. We want to reach out and touch them. So we're going to be constantly evaluating things, how we do things. And as a result of that, we're not going to let traditions get in the way. We're not going to let sacred cows get in the way. You know, just because we've done something like we've done it for the last two years doesn't mean we're going to be doing it for the next 15 years. Or just because Aunt, Aunt Betty you know, did something one day, it doesn't mean we have to do it forever. There's no sacred cows around here. So we want to pursue our mission in the most effective way. Without compromising biblical purity, Without sinning, we want to do everything possible to reach out and to be as effective as possible. And we'll do that short of sinning. 
Paul, he says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. He said, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel so that I may share in its blessings. The methods may change, but the message always stays the same. Love God, love people, change the world. You guys like making to-do lists? You have a to-do list in your life? It's good to have those, isn't it? You know, a lot of churches have to-do lists. You know, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. I just made a to-do list. That's what we're talking about today. You want to know what else we're going to have? A to-don't list. We're not going to do this, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this, because we want to do this. And we want to be as effective as possible in doing this. So we're going to have a to-don't list. We will have one. And I want to challenge you this morning to come on board and to help us out in our mission. Help us in this vision as we target the unchurched. Help us with this. On your table, there's some cards there. I'd like for you to grab some of those. Those are there's a business-sized cards there. That has our vision stated on there with some of the key words in bigger letters, as you can see. You can have more than one. You can take one home. You can take one to work. There's plenty of them. We've got plenty of those, so make sure you, you know, take plenty of those and have these around because you know what I would love to do? I'm not going to do it today, but what I would love to do is just to walk up to some of you sometime and say, what's our vision? You you don't necessarily have to get it word for word, but I'd like for you to get those phrases right, those key words, because we've got to keep that at the forefront. So someday I may give you a pop quiz personally without anybody else watching so you're not embarrassed. So know that. Know the vision. Live it. Be the vision. Be like I said, I want to challenge you to come aboard. If you haven't already done that officially, come on board and be a partner of Freedom Ridge. Be a part of something that is bigger than yourself. Join in with this. Help us make an impact in this area. There's no better way to spend your life. There's no better thing to give your life to than making an impact in someone's life for the sake of Jesus. Now, I've talked about a few things here today, about some things we're going to be doing, some things we want to do, why we do things the way that we do things. I want to, want to read to you a verse. This is one that Paul wrote, too. This is out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And this is an encouraging verse. Because he says, now to him, meaning God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And that is encouraging. Because I want to tell you, I've got a huge imagination. I can imagine many, many things. But to God and to what God says he can do in this area... It doesn't even come close. 
So come on board. Be a part. Reach out. Give your life to something that is bigger than yourself and help us in this mission. If you grab your PR.